Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Did you know down below there's a like and subscribe button that helps out a lot? Yeah, you did. Alright, that said, our first story of the day is by Ash T. It. No phones allowed at work? Tell them to call me directly. I work in healthcare where phones are to not be used while on the floor caring for patients, etc. For privacy slash WHS reasons, which is fine and understandable. Most of us have our phones on us or in the break room and don't use them unless on break or away from patient care areas. None of us check our phones while busy and, if they do, we'll always get called out for it by other staff. We were all recently in a meeting where we were told we were no longer allowed to have our phones on us as it was a distraction and against policy, meaning not to be used unless we were out of the unit or off hospital grounds. A few people piped up and said they had young kids in care where their phones were the direct communication for the carers, or if there were issues at home that they needed to have their phone to have quick contact if needed, even if it was left in their handbag and could be checked on breaks. Not only that, but we have a half hour unpaid lunch break where we should still be able to use our phones as we see fit, but this was also denied as it's still in a healthcare setting and could cause WHS issues. WHS being work health and safety risks. Now, I know working in healthcare and personal mobile phones don't mix as it really is against policy. However, the issue with denying us complete access was a total overreaction. The issues with requiring quick and direct contact with home or other outside work contacts was brushed off, and we were told if the issues were that bad at home, we shouldn't be at work. Many people were a bit taken aback by this, saying a lot of the home issues are resolved by a quick text back and not allowing us access to our phones while at work was a bit unreasonable. Our manager said if that is the case, we can give people her direct work number and for contact to go through her, and she'll relay the message to us or give the phone to us to talk to whoever is calling. So cue malicious compliance. We all gave her at home, slash spouses, carers, schools, etc. the direct work line to call for any reason if they're unable to get in contact with us directly, and the phone started ringing continuously. First was a lady whose husband needed approval for a big financial decision at home. The next was a vet calling to tell a co-worker the dog needed to be put down. I got a call from my children's daycare saying my son had been bitten and was bleeding, mandatory reporting policy. There were other several phone calls within the span of a few hours with my manager running to find us to relay messages or pull us off the floor so we could speak to the callers. Wasting more time than if we were allowed to shoot through a quick text or take a quick phone call while on our breaks. The next day, we were told we can have access to our phones while on break and to please tell our home contacts to stop calling the manager's phone. It took a few days for everyone to get the message, meaning there still were many unnecessary calls coming through, but it made it obvious that the need for communication lines to be open at home was important. You know, I was kind of thinking about stuff like this the other day, when even as recent as the early 2000s and all throughout the 90s and before that, 
when there wasn't a cell phone, a rule like this is probably fairly reasonable. But nowadays, phones have become so synonymous for that instant form of communication. Not just for reaching out to a buddy or for slacking off, but also when there's really dire situations going on, it's the go-to tool to be able to help and cover those things. So just for that reason alone, I think it's extremely unethical to prevent somebody from having access to their phone. I think it's fine to have restrictions on when they can and can't use it, obviously, but if somebody has a potential emergency going on, they deserve to have that phone there so they can address it if needed. What do you guys think? Do you agree? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Outer Juice. You need an adult to enter. Go find one. Nothing too crazy, but when I was 15, I traveled to the Final Four with my grandfather to watch Kentucky play. They lost. But there was a fan fest going on at the convention center. It was an awesome indoor baseball field, tons of basketball hoops, and just all you could imagine. It was great. I went alone that day and got to the front of the line for the entrance band, and the worker said, Can I see your ID? You need to be 18 or older to come in or need an adult to sign for you. OP said, My family's not with me today, grandfather has a bad leg, and he didn't come, I don't have anyone to sign. The worker says, well you need an adult to sign and you got a line behind you, go find one. Okay, cue malicious compliance. Go find an adult you say? Okay. I went to the nearest Kentucky fan I could see and said, hey sir, could you be my grandfather for the next 10 minutes? New grandfather said, I would love to, you're a Kentucky fan. We went to the line and I said, I found an adult. And she rolled her eyes and said, fine. And he signed my paper and I got in. Fun story, great guy, go cats. I mean, they literally did say go find an adult. If I was an OP situation and I wanted into the game, I probably would have done the exact same thing. Stop, go back and look around for the nicest looking older person. Say, hey, I'm here all alone because my grandfather had a bad leg. I need an adult to sign for me. Could you just sign the paper for me so I can get in and have some fun? What kind of adult would say no to that? I feel like if a teen came up to you and asked for help in that regard, you'd have to be kind of soulless or like a true Karen to be like, no, 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 I'm not related. You need somebody you know. This next story is by Adorable Peanut. Useless rule leads to malicious compliance. This story is from when I used to work at a gym. The owner of the company hired a new operations manager who made everyone miserable. She made rules that made no sense and would not listen to why they weren't functional. For example, she made mandatory meetings that we were forced to clock out for. Also, she made a new rule that morning, shift employees would be required to work seven days a week, as opposed to five days a week because she really didn't care for my morning shift coworker and myself. One day, she announced a new rule stating that front desk employees would have to go over the intercom twice an hour to remind gym members to put their equipment away. I informed her that everyone wears headphones and would not hear these announcements, and she said she didn't care, and to do it anyway. She told our manager to write a script for us to read from, as she believed we were too incompetent to come up with our own way of phrasing it. Well, seeing as this was now required, I told her I would absolutely make these announcements. Twice an hour, I would pick up the intercom phone, and in a very dull, confused voice, I would stumble over the words on the script while sounding out the longer words. It would take me about 45 seconds to read a two-sentence script. Since she believed I wasn't very intelligent, I just played dumb and acted like that was the best I could do. My coworker began to do the same thing. Realizing she couldn't say we were reading it wrong on purpose, 
The members of the gym hated this manager and got a good laugh out of our petty antics towards her. Needless to say, we were no longer required to make announcements after one week. Please put the weights back when you're done with them. Thank you. Our next story is by Rusty Bathtub. Order me to buy your kids expensive gifts for Christmas? Okay then. So my brothers and sisters basically ordered me and my wife to buy their children, our nieces and nephews, expensive gifts for Christmas because, according to them, we were well off. We're not really, we're just financially responsible. But since they asked for it, and it's already on the budget, we decided to be vindictive this year. So for the most amazing Christmas, our nieces and nephews will each get five tubs of Play-Doh, which sticks to everything, five kilograms of multicolored kinetic sand, which gets everywhere, five tubs of gooey slime, see all above, five packs of easy-fill water balloons, age-appropriate Nerf gun and safety glasses. This should be a fun Christmas. Update 1. Well, this blew up. Oh man, I should have asked first before I ordered the stuff. You guys have such diabolical ideas. I think this could be the start of a new Christmas tradition, depending if my siblings remain naughty or nice. For those suggesting Legos, we already gave a few small boxes of them a few months ago as giveaways for our son's birthday. These should complement them nicely. For those suggesting a drum set or noisemakers, I left them out intentionally. It would be a bad idea since my sisters work nights at the hospital. I don't want them to lose sleep during the day and affect the jobs at night when lives are at stake. Sleep is important, you don't mess with it. For those saying that these are not at all expensive, exactly. You demand someone expensive gifts, you get cheap and annoying ones instead. But will the children care? No, they'll think it's the best Christmas ever. My wife told me to buy us a couple of those automatic Nerf guns from the money we saved from the gifts. You know, for protection. Also, we will not be including the water balloons, as I was reminded that I do not want a repeat of the great impromptu water balloon fight of 2018, which I may or may not write about, but it would fit snugly in r slash entitled siblings. Also, no glitter, it's too much. Dang it, that last one was gonna be exactly what I said. The glitter is the worst thing you could possibly do. Do you guys have any other ideas of diabolical gifts you could give these kids that would just wreak havoc on the house but in a fun innocent kid way i'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments down below what would be great is if the kids on christmas opened up their nerf guns then op and their wife go out to the car and come back with that big machine gun with like 50 bullets loaded just leave that house covered in nerf darts after that point you will never stop finding nerf darts in the most random places this next story is by XTileXX. I work in a warehouse. We're allowed to have speakers, but not headphones, for safety reasons. Last week, I was informed of this rule and sent home early because I was wearing earbuds. I completely understand the rule after thinking about it, but my supervisor plays favorites and allows our forklift drivers, as well as team leads, to wear earbuds. I'm not a forklift driver and I don't work around them, but was informed we could not have them because you need to be able to hear your surroundings and told to buy a Bluetooth speaker if I wanted to listen to music. Fast forward to today, I purchased a speaker and it arrived. Mind you, almost every speaker in our facility is a small one, like 100 watts at most. I purchased a 30,000 peak, 900 watt RMS double 15 inch sub and double 3 inch tweeter combo with its own amp. The speaker box itself is the size of a concert cabinet stack, about 5 feet tall and weighs over 100 pounds. 
My boss was both not impressed and impressed. As I walked in, his jaw dropped. Now they're trying to rewrite the speaker rule, but there's no way they'll ever do it, as his boss assures me for productivity reasons. And also, his boss encouraged me to turn it up when he told on me. I was able to hear my speaker blasting Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham! over a hundred yards away, over all the machinery at half volume. Is this fitting for the sub as my first submission? Absolutely fitting for malicious compliance. I feel like this is the equivalent of that scene in the movie where people are standing around and a lightning bolt strikes down and the entire world just seems to illuminate into daylight. OP wheels in their mega speaker, sits it down, and the entire warehouse just gets blasted with WAKE ME UP BEFORE YOU GO GO. And our final story of the day is by VLNTNWBR. Won't let me turn in my exam and tell me to check the work? Sure. Just for some context, this story took place in Germany, so English was taught as a second language. When I was in ninth grade, I had a bit of a problem with my English teacher. She hated me. Probably because of my accent and choice of vocabulary were more American than British English. This was because I have relatives in the US, which I used to visit almost every summer. Here in Germany, all the English teachers I had were taught in British English but were required to accept other accents as long as they were mostly consistent. She was the only one that really disliked my English to the point where she wouldn't call on me in class, even though I knew the answers. This knocked down my participation grade, but my final grades were still okay because I exceeded at exams. One of those exam situations I still remember years later. The exam stood out to me because a lot of the assignments were riddled with spelling mistakes or the occasional grammatical error. It was also very easy, so much so that I was able to finish what was supposed to take 90 minutes in about 45. I wanted to hand it in and enjoy some free time before my next class, but she wouldn't let me. Said something along the lines of it being impossible to finish this quickly and that I'd surely missed something. She asked me to check the work again before submitting. Notice how she didn't say, check your work? I noticed. I went back through the exam, my work, and hers. I did catch some errors I made and corrected them, but I also marked every one of her mistakes I could find with a red pen. It felt great handing in that paper. It felt even better when she returned the graded exams. She was visibly angered, but couldn't really do anything about it without exposing herself. She was even more annoyed that I got a 100%. Let me just say that although this is a really good revenge and also deliciously petty, they kind of were right though because you said that you did go back, you checked the work, and because of them you got that 100%. I mean to be granted, it probably would have been in the 90s anyways, but they did ask you to check your work, you found some errors, it's both a malicious compliance and amazingly petty at the same time. Just overall such a satisfying thing to see happen. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 